Hey everyone, it's Rich Bennett, host of Conversations with Rich Bennett, bringing you an exciting chance to win with our latest giveaway sponsored by Tar Heel Construction Group. Get ready to make a splash just by tuning into the podcast. Yes, you heard that right. While you're soaking up our latest episodes, listen closely for a special splash sound. When you hear it, remember the episode name. Here's what you do next. Shoot us an email at podcast at harfordcountyliving.com with the episode title. Each splash sound means a new chance to win. So the more you listen, the better your chances. If you don't have email, then just leave a voicemail from our website at conversationswithrichbennett.com. What's the prize? How about a brand new waterproof Bluetooth speaker? Perfect for listening to our episodes, whether you're in the bath, on the beach, in the pool or on the go. You have until the end of May to send in your entries and we'll announce the lucky winner on June 3rd. Don't miss out on this splashy opportunity brought to you by Tar Heel Construction Group. Dive into our episodes and win big. So back in, I believe it was October of 2000, there was Folsom General Hospital. That was built in 1974 and that closed down. And on a cold, windy day, they transferred the patients from Falston General to the new hospital that was built, which is Upper Chesapeake Medical Center. And at that time, the president and chief executive officer of Upper Chesapeake Health, Lyle Sheldon, had mentioned how the county has grown over the last 20 years and we desperately needed this hospital. And Lyle has recently retired and there is a new president and CEO of Upper Chesapeake Health. And on this episode of Harford County Living with Rich Bennett, I had the pleasure to sit down with Elizabeth Wise. She is the new president and CEO of Upper Chesapeake Health. Stay tuned. Welcome to the award-winning podcast, Harford County Living with Rich Bennett coming to you from the Freedom Federal Credit Union Studios. Each week, you'll hear interesting interviews, commentary, discussions, storytelling, and more. Here's your host, Marine Corps veteran, professional DJ, entrepreneur, podcaster, and my father, Rich Bennett. We're sitting here today with the new CEO of Upper Chesapeake Hospital, Elizabeth Wise, and we're going to learn, today we're not really going to delve into the hospital. We want to learn about Elizabeth because, well, I mean, God, your, I guess your predecessor was there for how long? I think 30 years or close to 30 years. Yeah, I was going to say since day one, right? Uh, Yeah. It seems like it. Well. (laughs) so um you know when i walk around people tell me you're the new lyle (laughs) i said well why do you like the bike a lot do i what no i do not Uh, oh well yeah don't worry about it (laughs) and then other people tell me i have big shoes to fill and i said they're just different shoes exactly and they have a heel on them go ahead and tell us a little bit about your background first yeah how long you've been in in this field and um, what were you doing before? And, you know, we just go from there. Sure. So I won't tell you how long I've been in healthcare because you'll be able to figure out how old I am. Needless to say, I have some tenure. Um, 
I have been at different hospitals in New Jersey, uh, Delaware. I've been in Washington, D.C. at oh, now wow. our competitor, MedStar. And more recently, I came from a health network in Pennsylvania called Lehigh Valley Health Network, where I was the president of the North region, uh, which includes the Pocono areas and the Scranton market. Oh, nice. Nice. Now, are you from Jersey originally? You can't tell from my accent. I'm no, a Jersey. No. I'm a Jersey girl. I'm originally from New Jersey. What, what part of Jersey? Uh, I'm going to say exit 8A off the turnpike. So that in New Jersey, the joke is what exit do you live off of the New Jersey turnpike? So uh, Middlesex County, the middle. I was gonna, of the state. Yeah, that's before freehold, right? Uh, yes. Okay. I can't, I can never remember what the freehold exit was. Cause I, I was stationed up there for a while and I knew when I was getting close to freehold cause it smelled like coffee. Oh really? I didn't know. Yeah. That. It was weird. It, it woke you up. <laughs> 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 no, I love Jersey. I, 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 I keep saying I want to get back up to towards like Tom's river and all that. Oh, it's beautiful. Cause that's yeah, about where I was stationed at. Mm-hmm. So one of these days, one of these days I will. So what actually drew you into the career of healthcare? You know, people I've asked, been asked that question several times. And the short answer is, I don't know. Um, I knew at the age of four that I wanted to be a nurse. I told my mother that. Um, and very interestingly, no one in my family is in the healthcare career. Really? Um, right. So, wow. and I didn't have anything in my childhood where I was exposed to hospitals or, um, uh, you know, obviously my pediatrician and family practice uh, provider whose wife was a nurse. So maybe right. that's where it originated from, but always knew at a young age, I wanted to be in healthcare. Um, I worked as a candy striper uh, before I started. If you remember. Oh my days God. I haven't heard that term in a long time. Mm-hmm. Man. And um, was very fortunate to work in. Um, they asked me to work on the geriatric floor and just really, uh, fell in love with the care of older adults. And uh, once I graduated from nursing school, started in cardiac care, uh, open oh, heart wow. surgery, transplant. Um, and then just had a, you know, wanted to get into leadership. Right. And, uh, you know, had a very traditional career in terms of assistant director, director, assistant vice president, vice president. And then I became in, um, where I worked at previously, the chief operating officer. And then um, when the president left, I was promoted to president. So I, I got to have to ask you this candy striper, because like I said, that's a term I haven't heard in a long time. Mm-hmm. Is that position still around or just has it changed a name? The name is volunteers. And we do have younger adults that volunteer their time, particularly over the summer where they can be exposed to healthcare and determine if that's a career they want to go into. So it's a nice like entree to get the exposed to the hospital setting. I kind of like that term candy striper better though. <laughs> I still have my uniform. No way. Do you really? I do. Oh, I wow. Do. And you know, interestingly enough, I have the orientation book that tells you how to fill a water pitcher. What? And how to make a bed. <laughs> so. Wow. You know what? That's funny. It's something I miss about hospitals is I guess like the old nurses uniforms and all that. It just, cause it was always easy to tell who was a nurse and who was a doctor that you can't. 
Well, that started with the days of Florence Nightingale, where she was really focused on cleanliness, right, mm -hmm. which is a basis for preventing infections. But, you know, in terms of wearing a white uniform, it's really not practical nowadays well, with everything yeah, that you it. get exposed to. Um, that's why it is important that we obviously wear our name tags and de identify each of our positions that we hold right. in the organization. So do you actually miss being, you know, being a nurse at times? You, you never lose it or leave it. You know, it's always about to me, the patients. Right. So even in this position, I have the opportunity to visit with patients, to talk to them, to learn more about what we're doing well and where we could right. do better. So, um, you know, as long as you focus in on the patient, cause that's, what's most important. Um, that's what drives me and makes me, um, you know, is part of my passion. Uh, well, first of all, I should have said this before we even started, uh, but thank you so much. And now with you being the CEO, please pass on to all the doctors, the nurses, everybody there, uh, you know, my gratitude, you know, thanks to all them, because I know, especially now if everything they're going through, they're not getting the appreciation enough. Um, yeah. It's just like with the, I, I say it's like with the military firefighters and police, they don't hear it enough. So if you can, I tell them all the time when I, you know, cause I have friends that are nurses and doctors and it's just, I, I, I want to thank them all for that. So outside, so, oh, so go Rich, ahead, I'm sorry. I, I do want to say thank you. And I will pass that on. Um, you know, I'm a believer. You can never say thank you enough in mm -hmm. a number of different ways. And you're right. It's always about the people. Right. Yeah. The people serving people and people caring for people. So I really do appreciate your uh, words of uh, appreciation. Well, uh, and a lot of people that aren't in the field don't realize, especially now, what a stressful job it is. And it's I, I know like <laughs> when I see them all the time, I, I just ha I have to say thanks. Even before this, I did just because of everything they go through. So outside of work, because I know your predecessor liked biking a lot, and I think he wants to bike across the country. What do you like to do outside of work? So uh, we're very fortunate, my husband and I, that we have a home in Ocean City, Maryland. Oh, nice. So we love the water. We love to walk on the boardwalk. Um, we love to walk. Um, I like to read. Um, love to be part of different organizations in the community and give back. Um, so that usually fills my time. Uh, love to clean. Wait a minute, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, all right, you like to read. What, who's some of your favorite authors? Um, well, not favorite authors, but I alternate between a fiction and nonfiction book, usually once a week. Uh, and so, Once a week? Yes, once a week, <laughs> in addition to journals that keep me up to date on what's happening in healthcare and leadership. Um, so no favorite authors, um, just like all types of uh, books. See, but you said something there, which, and this is something I tell kids all the time and young people, the journals, to keep up with everything. The edu I don't care how long you've been in the field, the education never stops. That's correct. It's always always changing. So, um, with upper chest, because with you got Jersey, you said Washington, DC, uh, Pennsylvania, 
why Upper Chesapeake? Why do you think Upper Chesapeake's a good fit for you? And, so, and I just want to say we're glad you're here. You're oh, here. You. Why? Why is it a good fit for you? So I really like being part of a community, and mm-hmm. what drew me here is the Harford uh, County community. Um, yes. Also, when I came here to interview, I um, really appreciated learning more about not only the local leaders here, but being part of the University of Maryland health system. I like being part of a system. I like the learnings that take place, the support, um, being part of something that impacts a lot of community members. And I really feel that I can do that with the team that I have here at Upper Chesapeake Health. Yeah, you definitely have a good team there. And uh, the other thing that I love about Upper Chesapeake is how many nonprofits actually work with Upper Chesapeake, you know, hand in hand, helping them out. So so you're right. We can't do it alone. Yeah. Um, We count on partnering with other local nonprofits to impact the community um, based on what the community needs. And so, you know, we do a community needs assessment and then we partner with different organizations mm-hmm. uh, to deliver care. So, um, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, it's it's one thing I've noticed with the Harford County community. They do. There's a lot of them out there that like to give. And I'll never forget when because when COVID started, one of the things that really touched my heart because I'm in the Lions Club and one of our Leo's Club mm-hmm. had put together bags and all for the nurses. And it's just like, oh, man, that is really more people doing stuff like that. So, all right, this is being recorded when you're 23 days. I forget how many hours and all in <laughs> as CEO. What are your immediate goals and then your long-term goals? Right. Um, so to me, it's, you know, I talked about the people. It's really mm-hmm. learning more about not only the people who work here, but also the community. Um, as well as our patients and who uses our services. So um, really spending a lot of time uh, making rounds on our different areas, um, uh, hospitals, outpatient practices, getting to know our physician uh, community as well. Right. Um, So I want to, my focus is really where we're doing well and we can continue to strengthen that. And then Mm -hmm. where are areas where we really um, need to, to reinforce Um, based on either community feedback, patient feedback, or team member feedback. You know, you mentioned our team members have been through a lot. So Mm -hmm. how do we continue to engage them and bring joy into the workplace? Um, So those are my immediate needs. And then, you know, I think, you know, we have some new facilities opening up. Yes. (laughs) So, um, you know, they're going to open up and we need to be ready for them and prepared and, and staff them. So there's a lot of transition work that's going on, not only on the building and construction piece, but then also how do you operate it and open it up and, um, you know, make sure that we're ready for day one. See, and that's a good thing because with the way Harford County's growing, it's great to see the health system growing as well. And I mean, it's hard to believe that Upper Chesapeake started as, you know, a little, I want to say a little hospital. It was, pretty good size for Hartford County, but not as big as it is now in Bel Air. And now you have a part of Hartford Memorial, right? In Havity Grace? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, and, and a new, new facility. Site. Yeah. And it's, and what I also like the, that the doctors that are affiliated with Upper Chesapeake are even opening offices throughout the country. And, but they're associated with Upper Chesapeake. 
Yes. Yeah, which is great too. And I love that. Um, so especially my doctor. My doctor is. So I was like, yay. <laughs> so you're right. I mean, this is a growing market. Mm -hmm. um, so, and, and people want access to care. So yeah. part of our uh, framework that we look at is how do we open up access points that our community can use, whether it's primary care or specialty care or acute care, if you need us for that, or cancer care. Um, one of the things we're trying to focus in on is how do you keep care close to home? Right. Uh, where it makes sense. Um, and then where do you move people where we can't offer the service, but it's part of the University of Maryland health system? Yeah, because I know growing up there is especially with the hospitals there you didn't have a lot of choices of where you could go and even with the doctors and now it's like wow it's everywhere and well, now I, there's even I'm more looking, options with telehealth services yeah i, I completely forgot about that because mm -hmm. actually that didn't start until COVID, right it started ahead of COVID, okay. but it really ramped up as a result of it. Um, we've seen some decline in it, but still we feel that there's a market out there that people want that easy access, um, either because they can't travel or they really don't want to travel because of the right. time. Yeah, that's true, too. Sure, I didn't think about that. So, Well, Elizabeth, do you have anything to add whatsoever? And I know I'm going to be having you on again. I have to. Okay, sure. I'm happy to come back. Um, no, I, I, I am so honored and humbled uh, to be the president here at this time. Um, this is a really good time for us in uh, here in Hartford County um, and for our team members. And I'm just really honored to be chosen. Well, if nobody's done it yet, I hope I'm the, well, I hope I'm not the first because you've been there 23 days, but I would really like to welcome you to Hartford County. Thank you. And if you ever go back to Jersey, well, yeah, I know you're going to go back to Jersey. Yeah, but when you do, just stop at Tom's River, even though it's past <laughs> your exit. You get, there's a friend there, I know. No, nah, never mind. I'll tell him later. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about it. <laughs> now, Elizabeth, thank you so much. Again, welcome. And it's Thanks, been Rich. a pleasure. And you know what? Like I said in the beginning, you don't have big shoes to fill because he, he, he wouldn't be able to wear your shoes and ride the bike at the same time. <laughs> well, thank you for the warm welcome. I appreciate it. So if you have an idea or someone you would like to hear on podcast, or if you would like to come on, let me know, send an email to podcast at harfordcountyliving.com. And I will do my best to either get that person on, get you on or talk about the idea that you wanted me to talk about. And also, if you can, please, please, please leave a full review at lovethepodcast.com forward slash Harco Living. Again, that's lovethepodcast.com forward slash Harco Living. And also, please follow the Facebook page, Harford County Living with Rich Bennett. Again, it's facebook.com forward slash HCL show. What I tend to do is when you leave a full review, and you follow the Facebook page, either or, or both, hopefully both, because it's a better chance for you. I do contests, or not contests, I give away things every once in a while. Whether it be gift cards or something else, this is your chance to win. And you can enter, well, of course, you can only like the page once, but the full reviews 
as many times as you want because you can leave a full review for certain episodes or for the podcast as a whole. And even if you liked it five years ago or left a review five years ago, you're in the drawing each time I do it. So again, you know, for the reviews, go to lovethepodcast.com forward slash Harco Living and please follow and like our page at facebook.com forward slash HCL show. And I want to leave you with these words that a very wise man taught me at broadcasting school. If it is to be, it is up to me. So I am sitting here today. I have a young lady on that is a very talented photographer, Emily Adolph. And she's got something very special, especially if you run a nonprofit. Oh, she's got something special for you. But... If you just need photography in general, you want to get a hold of her. So how you doing, Emily? I'm doing good, Rich. Thank you for having me on today. Oh, my pleasure. Tell us what it is that you are, this special that you're running. Yeah. so Special for special people because you're special, right? (laughs) I love it. Yeah. So what I'm offering is free photography services to nonprofits here in Harford County. And Mm -hmm. um, initially, I was running it from now until the end of June. But what I've decided to do is extend it out. Um, So now I'm offering it from now until um, the end of August. So until August 31st, that that, you know, weekend Um, figured, you know, it's a it's a busy time of year season for Mm -hmm. nonprofits having events in the summertime. Um, But yeah, really just want to support help nonprofits capture, you know, moments and, and the um experiences of the events that they're hosting without having to, you know, worry about funding the photographer. Um, so yeah, that's just a little bit about, you know, what I'm, I'm giving back to the community. Which is great because a lot of your nonprofits don't take photos of their events and they should be on their websites. I agree. You know, even for upcoming events, you know, it's nice if you had the photos from last year to, to ask, Hey, look, this is what we're doing. This is how good it is. Yeah. And also, but you also do other types of photography in case somebody wants to hire you, right? I do. Yeah, I do portraits, families, event, you know, other events, musicians, bands. Those are my my key focuses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And how does somebody hire you? How do they get in touch with you? Yeah, they would just go to my website. So it's www.emilyadolf.com. So that's E M I L Y A D O L P H dot com. Well, first of all, thank you for doing that because that's awesome. And especially now, a lot of your nonprofits are struggling because you're just like all of us, inflation's hitting them hard. Yep. You know, and you have, you know, some venues around that shut down. So some of them are struggling to find a place. And here you are reaching out to help. And for those of you that don't know about Emily, this is Emily just loves to help people out. Yeah, I do. So. Help her out as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, hire her for your photography needs. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Emily. Thanks, Rich.